0: The 49ers and the Chiefs found a way to win and they are on their way to the Super Bowl. What about you and I? Have we found a way to win? And ultimately, have we found the way to win? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truths. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like Him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about! Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want
1: to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's, It's the best day ever.
0: Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It Podcast, where we unpack parallels metaphors and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson with Luke Heaton. On today's episode, we are unpacking the Chiefs and the 49ers heading to the Super Bowl and how they found ways to win. Oh, I'm still bummed about the Lions, so we got to talk about a little bit about that as well. And what were the Ravens doing at home? Let the Chiefs win again? It's just the Chiefs always find a way to win. So we'll, we'll take a look at, at both of those uh, those games, and this is such a fun time of year. Two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl as we sort of reflect on the season and, and how you know both teams get to this point, and then all the storylines. We've got a rematch in the Super Bowl. Uh, it's, it, it's fun. I'm excited. It seems like most people, unless you're a diehard Chiefs fan, you're rooting for the Niners, a likable team. You, you know, Brock Purdy, Uh, The Mr. Irrelevant, underdog. Uh, Some people don't necessarily like his personality, but man, he's just getting it done. Second year, he's the difference maker. Uh, Because think about it, last year, he was out of that NFC Championship game, got hurt. They didn't make it. Eagles won. Uh, Purdy Purdy was a difference this year. So a lot to get into there. Also, uh, we're excited here at Unpacking It. Of course, we'll have tons of uh, Super Bowl content. Uh, with our devotionals, with our podcast. We also have Super Bowl reading plans on the Bible app, so you can check those out. We also, the uh, Version Bible app, they, they've opened up some different opportunities where you can actually follow our page within the, the Bible app, so make sure you do that, unpacking it. Um, and then also, for those of you listeners in Charlotte, coming up February 10th, it is the 10th, Super Saturday Man Breakfast. So uh, we call it Super Saturday Man Breakfast X for number 10. Uh, We got an awesome panel Trey Boston, Jericho Kotchery, former Panthers players. And then we've just added a third panelist. His name is George Lee. He is an assistant coach with the Panthers. And and so he's going to be awesome. Talked to him last week. Really excited uh, about his perspective and and what he'll bring to the panel. So uh, the good news for you as a podcast listener, we will podcast. The, the interviews that, that I do with those guys at this breakfast. Uh, so, so wherever you are, you can listen or watch on YouTube. Uh, but then everybody uh, in Charlotte, you got to be there. 7.30 to 9.30, February 10th. Uh, details, unpackingit.com slash Super Saturday. So a lot going on. Super Bowl, here we go. Luke, you fired up. How you feeling, man? 49ers, Chiefs, off the bat, who
1: you like? Oh, gosh. Well, given my... Family is from Kansas, and if you are if you've been a listener of the show, you know I am a diehard Kansas Jayhawks fan. Uh, the Chiefs are a comfortable, you know, second team for me to root for in the NFL. I'm growing up in Dallas; Dallas sports till I die. Uh, but I have a great affinity for the Chiefs, and I have taken the less common approach of wanting to see Mahomes get a third ring and to continue to solidify his greatness. I think a lot of fans have Chiefs fatigue. One of my roommates from college, that's uh, exactly how he quoted how he was feeling. Yeah. I just think I have Chiefs fatigue. Oh, I, I'm not. I'm not weary. I want to see more. Um, So I, I'm rooting for the Chiefs, but I think it's going to be a, a really close game, or at least that's what I hope for, uh, just as a sports fan.
0: It does feel like the Niners sort of just got by these first two games, but we saw during the season that like they could blow people out and like they have a high powered offense when that starts clicking and McCaffrey's doing multiple 50 yard runs and big time plays, it'll down the seam and you know, all these different things. When, when they all click there, the 49ers are unbelievable. And so it hasn't really happened yet. And so maybe that's possible. They're not going to blow out the Chiefs by any means, but it may just be enough where they're kind of due for a big game and that will get them over the hump against the Chiefs. But I don't know how you pick against Mahomes and the Chiefs right now. No, you can't. And that's what we'll talk about today. They just always find a way to win. That's the type of team they are. And as somebody who got tired of the Patriots, I mean, you eventually just respect them and you just acknowledge that Okay, the Patriots were always going to find a way to win. They would win close games. They remember the close Super Bowl with the Rams. It was a mm-hmm. defensive, it was a punning contest. They won yeah. that way. And and so, you know, the Chiefs on, on Sunday against the Ravens, that was a low scoring game. They only scored 17 points. So yep. we can talk about how awesome Mahomes
1: was no points. He won. No points in the second half. Oh,
0: no. But they hung yeah. on for the win. Their defense held Lamar down and, and prevented that offense from thriving, yeah. and they got the win.
1: Well, so to your point on the Chiefs always find a way to win, the same thing can be said for the Niners. So we have two teams in the Super Bowl who just find ways to win because against the Packers, the Niners clawed out a win. Against yeah. the Lions, clawed out a win. And there's something to be said about a team's ability against adversity when you don't have it completely, when you're not playing your max potential when it looks as if you're going to lose and you still win, that is the makeup of a great team. And I think every fan who is going to watch the Super Bowl will be comfortable saying, we have two great teams playing in the Super Bowl. And again, I think part of that is no matter what happens, some players are injured, some players aren't playing as well, and opponents playing great, they still find ways to win. And that's demoralizing as an opponent because, you know, the the list of teams who are going to say we almost had them that continues to grow, but they find a way they find a way. And I I will just mention this isn't our main
0: topic today, but I I like the Niners. I I was trying to think back. I think they were my Super Bowl pick at the beginning of the year. I've been on the bandwagon even when they lost three games and in the middle of the season. You may have picked the the
1: Bills maybe you picked the bills to go to the super bowl
0: maybe bills niners maybe that's what it was um, but but anyway at least before the playoffs i had the bills for sure yeah um, but my point is the i jumped on the lions bandwagon i love the lions like they, they, that i love dan campbell and i was rooting for them to win on on sunday and so to watch them give that game, give that game away or the 49ers take that win that was tough but let me go on record I am a Dan Campbell fan and I will defend Dan Campbell if you're gonna go for it on fourth just go for it on fourth that's who you are just keep doing yeah. it baby and don't you don't have to make excuses for it they did it they didn't execute they didn't catch the passes it was unfortunate but I even wanted them to go for it on uh, on fourth when they kicked the field goal earlier in the game in the first half yeah and actually reading today they should have done that like that would have mm-hmm. increased their percentage to win the game. Uh, by doing that, but uh, yep. but anyway, I so the criticism for Dan Campbell stop. The guy has turned around this franchise, and they did it by going for it on fourth. So you keep doing it, and and so I understand the momentum shifted and the play of the game, and, th- and this speaks to our topic today about finding ways to win. The Brandon Ayuk catch that turned the game. That was it. That was the play. Because yep. if if that gets knocked down or intercepted, anything besides what what Brandon did there where he catches the ball unbelievable catch into the end zone that that cut the lead there that was cut it to seven at that point point. Um, and so that changed everything and that was yep. it that was the play not the fourth downs that would happen later that was the play
1: yeah and just to piggyback off that uh, one guy who I read uh, his sports blog Bob Sturm he, he made up a good point if you've praised Dan Campbell for his aggressiveness and getting the lines to this point, you can't knock him. Yeah, and for those fourth downs, he's the reason they're there. That's right. So it's 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 too easy to say, "Oh, you should have done this." Well, wow. that's what they've been doing all season long, and we've loved it. And that's who they are. And when you go to the Niners, who have proven over the last few years to probably be the best team or one of the best teams. You're going to have to throw every punch possible to beat them, and they tried. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the identity, about identity, and
0: our identity yep. in Christ. The Lions' new identity, their identity, is aggressive. Dan mm-hmm. gamble, right? That's who That's how they are. They are gamble on fourth down. They'll go for two yep. and all that kind of thing. So, we're gonna change at this point. Come on, give me a break. Yeah, I, and you can you can nickel and dime that all day, and oh, he could have done. That. They, they, that's that was their plan. That's what they did, and it just didn't. It just didn't execute. So you can't base. They based it on principles and and how they are, their identity, and the process that they go through. The execution was not there. So criticize the execution. Crit, criticize maybe the throw or the catch or the 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 line blocking, whatever. That's fine. But the call, come on. Anyway, yeah. so I had to get that get that off. I called my friend Greg, who's a diehard Lions fan, big big uh, unpacking it guy too. I talked a lot about, that. I had to, I had to get off you know, cause I, I became a lions fan. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. riding the wave there at the, during that game. Uh, support so Greg, he was feeling, they've become
1: America's sweetheart for sure. Yeah. i uh, okay. not ready to use America's team. Um, uh, but America's sweetheart. <laughs> definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know, The Cowboys, they still think they're America's team,
1: uh, ESPN thinks they are based on how much they, they talk about them. Jerry thinks we are.
0: That's a, that's a stretch, but, um, yeah. so, all right, as we as we talk about the the Ravens and the the Niners or the Chiefs and the Niners, and what the Chiefs did against the Ravens, you know, to overcome a really tough defense on Monday morning, I heard Dan
1: Orlovsky saying, "This is a historically elite Ravens defense." I heard the same thing. He called him the best defense in the last ten years. I mean, it seems bold, but regardless, but a great defense. defense. Yeah,
0: and and for. Uh, you know, the chiefs to do enough, they scored 17. They found a way to win and Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson, awesome season. He's so hard to stop because of his threat to run the Ravens D offense and and rushing attack, no matter who they have at running back always seems to be
1: effective
0: (laughs) yet. They, they forced the Ravens or the Ravens took the bait to where they threw the ball way Mm -hmm. more than they normally do and did not commit to the run, and so the Chiefs' defense was able to adjust, and they found a way to win against Lamar and against the the dual threat that he is. And then to go into Baltimore, they were all fired up. You got Terrell Suggs and Ray Lewis and all the energy, and and the Chiefs found a way to win in that environment as well. Um, You know, people kind of just doubting the Chiefs a little bit, even though they're the reigning Super Bowl champs, but I, I know. I thought in Buffalo, Buffalo's going to do it. They're at home. The Ravens, they're going to do it. They're the number one team, and yep. the Chiefs once again. Mahomes, they they find the uh, the weaknesses, they capitalize on it. They went to to Kelsey early and often, set the mm-hmm. tone for the game, and found a way to win. And, and and it was impressive.
1: Yes, and that's, and I think you and I all season have shared the sentiment of. It's just got to be so hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. No matter what happens in the regular season, because at the end of the day, the regular season really is just about punching your ticket to the playoffs. And then when you get in the playoffs, it's win or go home. It does not matter what you've done in the regular season. And for Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid and the whole franchise, now it's win or go home. Now we are game planning for this game. This game is the only thing that matters. And we are going to find a way to win. Travis Kelsey hasn't looked as good this year, but we're gonna find a way to throw him the ball 10 times. We're gonna find him a way, we're gonna find a way to get him wide open, even though throughout the regular season, it proved more difficult to do so. It's just in these winner-go-home situations, there are certain teams that it does not matter how they looked in the regular season. They're going to find a way. And yeah. those are the great ones. Absolutely. And so as
0: we think, to, to both of their their paths to the Super Bowl, you know, it's been tough. Different injuries, tough matchups, couple losing streaks, or just some some you
1: know weird losses. You know, some the, very low points. I mean the, the Niners lost to the, lost to the Browns with a third string quarterback. Oh, uh, which was yeah and, yeah, they, and they lost three in a row. Chiefs had a bad Raiders loss. Yep. Yeah. So so it was a it was a tough path
0: and the other realization is that the road to the Super Bowl is so narrow it's so difficult and and, and only a couple well, two every year but even in the in the whole scheme of thing i, I mean it's so rare to make it to the super bowl yeah and, and and you brought up a good point before the show dan campbell he recognized this you know how mm-hmm. hard it is and how hard it'll be to get back uh, again yep. and so it's it's this is you know, rare, especially you talk about the Chiefs and how often now they've they've been to the Super Bowl, two AFC championships, yeah. um, tr- truly remarkable. Um, but it points to how they found ways to win, and so here's the parallel for us when when it comes to to life and faith. Have we found a way to win, and and how do we define winning? Right? How how do we define winning? In life, and there's a lot of different directions you can go with that. Um, but he, but here's here's the the question: Are are we on the narrow and difficult path that leads to the ultimate game, to the Super Bowl, so to speak, which really is the path that leads to the ultimate life, which is eternal life, life with Jesus now and forever. And and so here's what Jesus says: Matthew seven. 13 and 14 in the Amplified Version. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad and easy to travel is the path that leads the way to destruction and eternal loss. And there are many who enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow and difficult to travel is the path that leads the way to everlasting life. And there are few who find it. And, and before Luke jumps in on some uh, context with that, John 10, nine through 10, Jesus says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I come that they may have life and have it to the full. And then lastly, uh, Jesus says in John 14, six, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Luke, as we as we parallel this to, you know, the, the narrow and the difficult road that Super Bowl teams go on, it parallels to the life of faith for us, that there is a narrow road, and it is the road with Jesus. It is through Jesus, It is in Jesus. And when when we are found in Him, he finds us, we find him, we're together, we're united. We we have found a way to win. We have found ultimate victory because he overcame sin and death on the cross. And then we experienced that victory with him and we have found a way to win. And more specifically or more clearly, we have found the way to win. That's That's the reality. So, let me uh, let me have you jump in on, on Matthew 7, 13, and 14, uh, where it talks about enter through the narrow gate. Give me your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, it is. It, it's not Jesus saying, hey, there's a really difficult way to everlasting life. I'm going to make it as hard on you as possible. It's mm. more Jesus is describing. The reality is this is going to be a way that few people choose because of what it involves it involves first coming to the end of ourselves which we have talked about on many episodes that we must acknowledge we are absolutely broken sinners we have no hope in our in our own strength our own abilities we have to acknowledge that and then we trust in jesus who died on our behalf rose from the dead and unified with him now we have everlasting life with god so The reality is very few people are going to make that decision additionally few people are going to be overcomers are going to persevere to the end because persevering to the end doesn't just involve acknowledging at one point in life i'm a sinner and i'm trusting in jesus it starts with that but it also involves rejection by others potential persecution suffering it it, in, it involves taking up our cross which is a high call but the reward is absolutely worth it like do we want to have our glory in this life and not when we die or do we want to take up our cross daily yes we have the peace and joy absolutely the fulfillment that comes with knowing jesus but in a in a sinful broken world that hates the things of god there's going to be some difficult things it's going to take perseverance for faithfulness and pursuing holiness but the reward for eternity is absolutely worth it and jesus is saying the reality is few people are going to choose that because it's not easy to overcome we we cannot do that in our own strength amen amen and and so we have to
0: yeah evaluate okay what path are we on are we on this wide path it's easy and really what everybody's doing or have we truly found the, the the this man this this narrow way this this difficult path because our eyes are fixed on jesus we're saying i'm following jesus down this path and not everybody else is going this path but i'm following jesus i'm not following the world. I'm not following everybody else. I'm not. I'm not like the other uh, 30 NFL teams that that ended in destruction, right? Uh, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm following. I'm following Jesus to the Super Bowl, so to speak. And and it's, man, it's a it's a small it's a smaller group. It, it is, and and so I think this this is a challenging verse because there are a lot of people who I think buy into convenient Christianity. And it's just sort of surface level. Yeah, yeah, I go to church, and you know, when it's comfortable. And as, as soon as there's there's any sort of call to take up your cross, well, I'm not gonna. Oh, come on, I'm not gonna get over spiritual here. Ah, I don't want to get. I don't want to get too serious here. <laughs> Once you start talking about serving, giving, uh, being less selfish, letting go of pride, letting go of sin, and saying Jesus take over, then people do i really want to go the narrow road is that the, is that the path i want to go i'm gonna go over here in the wide convenient road um yeah and 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 even this this verse the context too you could talk about the this is kind of the the religious leaders too uh more so just doing doing good things based on kind of your own efforts and, and that sort of thing too um but this path over here i'm surrendered to jesus i'm following him it's your way it's not based on anything i've done I'm totally dependent on, on, on your forgiveness, your grace, your love, your power. And I'm, I'm going wherever you want me to go. I'm going, it's the narrow, difficult road, but I'm going, I'm going with you now and all the way into eternity. And I'm with you forever. Mm -hmm. Is that the path we're on?
1: Yeah. And and you bring up a good point because when we read the verse, it, 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 should be startling. I mean, all these verses, anything about that, that points to our, uh, failures and our weakness because the, the narrow path is not good luck surviving the narrow path one aspect of the narrow path is there is only one way to god right. and in an our hyper want to be tolerant culture it's not what people want to hear no nah, i kind of want to do my own thing no, i feel like I'm a pretty good person no i feel like god i feel like god loves me well, well scripture is clear there is one way to know god and it is through repentance of sin and trust in Jesus Christ, who died and rose from the dead on our behalf. He took the penalty of sin that we absolutely deserve. That is the route to God. That's one aspect of this gate. This path is narrow. And now the life of discipleship and following Jesus, that's also narrow in the sense that it's not easy. Because again, we live in a world that hates the things of God. Mm. So, one, are you willing to have the humility to acknowledge, yeah, I I have to repent of my sin, and I acknowledge there is one way to know you, God, and it's through Jesus. Mm. And are you also willing to persevere a life dedicated to following Jesus, pursuing holiness, becoming more like Jesus, not this, yeah, no, I've acknowledged, now I'm kind of doing my own thing. Which to your point is really common. That that's that's a convenient thing of I'm gonna acknowledge a few truths about Jesus. I may pray a prayer. Oh yeah, I prayed a prayer when I was eight. I think I'm good. It's like, well, yes, God saves us and God sanctifies us and makes him more like his son, but there also is this balance of there's no call to just remain in sin. There's no call to remain stagnant. Oh, it's a life of pursuing holiness and faithfulness to Jesus, which is the narrow path because it's not easy.
0: Man. Yeah. There's, there's gotta be fruit. There's gotta be evidence that that, that that we've, we've been transformed and that we we truly believe in Jesus and, and believe in the, in the word of God. And if, if that is true, then our lives will change and, and the Holy spirit lives within us. And, 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 we're allowing the, the Holy spirit to, to move and, and and transform, then yeah, the path we're on is going to be different. That is the path. That that's the, that's the narrow path. Um, And, and, and talking more about, okay, there are all these different paths to, to God. Well, it's through Jesus. So there may be uh you know, how we get to the gate. Some people it's through a lot of pain. Sometimes it's through, Uh, growing up in a, in a Christian family, you know, whatever your, your testimony is, but ultimately it comes to a point of my faith is in Jesus. And now I'm, I'm going down that path. And that's the path to God. That's the path to eternal life. And so Jesus doesn't, you know, there's no confusion there. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. That's what Jesus says. Nobody gets to the father except through me. Mm -hmm. That's it. And the good news is he's available to everyone. So it's not, well, you got it. I was just reading today in 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 Acts, you know, Gentile, Jew, you know, oh wow, the Gentiles, yeah, we we could be saved too. Yeah, that's right. So that's the that's that's what's what's great, but it's through Jesus. That's the way. So when we talk about this concept of finding a way to win, we're, we're caught up in this this, this you know, culture and this wide uh, gate of come over here and win, win with success and money and. You know, you've all you I always like your language of building your own kingdom and you know, win that way, right? That's what we're told. Well, that's not really winning. That that in the end, that's that's not the answer. You're not gonna find a way to win in, in the long run. Mm-hmm. The only way to find a way to, to win is is being found in Christ, in him and through him. And so we have to continue to understand that, remind ourselves of that, and embrace that truth. And, and, and to your point, persevere on this narrow road because it is difficult. And Mm -hmm. so if our life is just easy and, and, oh yeah, everything's, everything's always great and, and everything's always peachy and whatever, you got to kind of take a look. Wait, am I really living this out? Am I on the narrow road? Because there are going to be some tests and challenges and, and, and pushback from the enemy and, uh, and persecution and all that stuff that comes, that comes with it taking up your cross.
1: And I think another just practical question is to ask ourselves, you know, what would it look like for us today, this week, this month, this year, what would it look like to embrace the narrow path in our own life? Because to bring it back to the NFL, like you said earlier, the road to the Super Bowl is so difficult very few teams make it again only two only two a year and very few franchises make it consistently it, it is so difficult so i think of to to bring it home for a sec the cowboys jerry jones he he does not want to embrace the narrow way of you know what maybe i shouldn't be general manager let me maybe i shouldn't just be an owner that hires people to do their job the lions did that we talked about them in a recent podcast episode they made gr- the, the new owner a great GM head coach, do your thing. Yep. Th- that's, that's one of the ways. John Lynch, the Niners, what a great general manager, giving a lot of uh, power to the head coach. So they're, they're, it's very difficult. And for our own lives, what would it look like to embrace the narrow path in our own life? And I, I think you brought it up earlier or just now, Bryce, of we should reflect on Am I challenged at all? Is is Does life ever come into a challenge with me living out my faith? Because there are a, a couple of uh, questions we should ask ourselves is, one, are we willing to follow Jesus if it means losing our closest friends? Are we willing to follow Jesus if it means alienation from family? If it means losing a reputation, losing our job? about losing our life? Like these are questions we need to be asking because now in the United States of America, losing our life for the gospel, unlikely to happen, but wow. reputation, I mean, relative to other parts of the world yeah, where physical wrong, persecution yeah. is is more common, but absolutely reputation, that that's absolutely on the line in our current cultural moment in the United States of America. Being bold for the gospel, people are going to hate on that. Are we willing to be on the narrow path and say, you know what? How people view me, my fear of the Lord overcomes my fear of man. What they think of me. Mm. So these are some questions we need to to consider. On yes, I I, I've trusted in Jesus and I I I, I have faith, but what does our life show about that? Mm. Versus what we say we have done at some moment in the past.
0: It's good. We'll, we'll wrap up with this uh, going back to uh, Matthew 7. So we're talking about the path that leads the way to everlasting life. And there are a few who find it. And, and then going to John 10, 10, where Jesus says, I come that they may have life and have it to the full. And, and so when we're on this path with Jesus, we are on the path toward everlasting life, right? We're going to spend eternity with him. But, but really, it begins now. Like that we're, we're it, it, what is the verse? Uh, Eternal life is knowing God. What is that verse? Ah, I can't think of it. But um, when you one know one. God, I mean, so, so it's like we know God now. And so we're experiencing this, this abundant life through Christ now and forever. And And so when we think about, okay, well, it's the difficult life. Yeah, but it's also the abundant life. Mm -hmm. And the abundant life, the full life, is full life in Christ, meaning we're full of, we find joy, peace, patience, kindness, right? These are the, the fruit of the Spirit. That's what we find in Christ, and that's what we experience. We experience this full and abundant life now and forever. The abundant life may or may not include wealth, right? Chances are it doesn't, but may or may not, right? And, and, and so the, we have to change our paradigm oftentimes. This wide gate, narrow gate, the, the narrow gate, it is filled with abundance. It's just not really the worldly abundance, right? Again, it may, God, it God's blessing, all that. But, but it, is, it is knowing that you are with God, you're on the path toward eternity, you're experiencing God now, that's a wonderful thing. So 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 let let's be encouraged today that you know these teams these two teams that just went to the Super Bowl yeah it was a difficult road but now man they've experienced they they were on the path toward the Super Bowl all the growth all the experience together now brings them to the Super Bowl and so yeah at the end of our life let's let's keep eternity in mind all these teams they kept the Super Bowl in mind that, 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 so that's our goal our goal is to persevere walk that narrow road with Jesus and, and, man, we know the everlasting life is is ours because we've been found in Christ. We have found a way to win. We have found the way to win, and that's in Christ.
1: It, I, <clears throat> really important reminder you just brought up because, you know, it. it's easy for in a whole podcast episode or in conversations to talk about the narrow way is difficult, which is true. But it is important, and I'm glad you brought it up, to talk about, well, then what's the benefit of being on the narrow path? Obviously, yes, you know, we'll be in the kingdom of heaven forever. But what about now? It's one of those things where, yes, we are still awaiting the fulfillment of being in the kingdom of heaven, no sin, no sorrow, no tears. But the truth of the gospel is in already not yet, because we have to understand the true treasure of the gospel is knowing God. It's not like there is plenty of things that come out of that. Again, no sin forever, no tears forever, no more weeping. Absolute satisfaction, fulfillment forever. But why that is is because we will know God in heaven and be with Him, and we can know God now. So why the narrow path is can be and should be full of joy now is because we can know God now. Like, like these teams that go to the Super Bowl. The reason the Super Bowl is great is not the endorsement opportunities that come from winning the Super Bowl. It's not from the money, it's not from the fame, it's from being identified as a Super Bowl champion. Mm. Why the narrow path is worth it for us is because we are identified as sons and daughters of God who know God. Amen. And we are Fellowship. still in a broken world and it's difficult and we still experience sin, we still commit sin. And we're awaiting the final day when we'll be with God forever with no more sin but we still get to know God now. And that is the true gift of the gospel is knowing him. But we, we sometimes lose sight of that uh, on, you no, know, I can't wait to, to be in heaven now. It's just, it's terrible. My life's horrible. No, no, you can know God now. The narrow path, though difficult, you are still knowing God and that's the true treasure. Amen.
0: The verse I was referring to John 17, three, and this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So uh, eternal life connected with knowing God. And, and so uh, you're right. We get to know him now, now and forever. That's, that's the one. So let's stay on the path. Stay on the path. Choose, choose that path. That's the one, the narrow road. Uh, it's, it's, it's through Christ. So Christ alone, Christ alone. There's, there's, one, there's one way to, to win. And, and so the good news though we can find a way to win and it's uh it's the way in him so uh, I hope that that's uh challenging and encouraging today uh it's uh yeah there's a lot lot there a lot there but are we are we are we kind of the the convenient Christianity or are we truly following Jesus down that narrow path that difficult path and it's gonna it, 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 it challenges it squeezes us it's it's tough. But uh, we grow, we change, we become more like Jesus. And we get to experience eternity with him. Everlasting life, man. Amen. Praise God. All right. Good stuff. Thank you, Luke. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. We got another, next week, we'll talk Super Bowl as well. So we'll, uh, we'll do our final, final predictions. But I think you know which way I'm leaning. But uh, But anyway, I'm Bryce. Have a wonderful day. Uh, I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast.